What's going on, Pats Nation? You already know this is the CLNS Media Network's Patriots postgame show. Marvin is on. Mike Molino here holding down late night after a Monday night football game that saw the New England Patriots defeat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Marv, what started out as a real defensive game, obviously kind of turned up a little bit there in the fourth quarter, but I think some solid defense was played back and forth. Obviously, you know, Buffalo Bills are not going to really put up any big points against many opponents, especially the Patriots. But, you know, I think it was a defensively well-played game on both sides, in my opinion. You could say well-played, defensively, great game. You could say all of that, Mike, but let's let's get to the facts. This game was ugly. Sure this was. game was very ugly. You see a matchup between New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. This is the New England Patriots team that's been putting up, Mike, over 35 points in the past three weeks, you know, putting up crazy numbers with the offense that you've installed here with Josh Gordon and Edelman coming back. And they stalled. They stalled a lot against this Buffalo Bills defense, only scoring um, 12 points going into the fourth quarter, Mike. 12 points, all field goals. It was a Gaskowski game. Going into the fourth, it was 12 to 6. And it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't a comfortable 12 to 6 at all. You know, the defense was really struggling. To, to get on, the, not the defense, excuse me, the offense was really struggling to get points on the board touchdown-wise, and that and gave a, Buffalo Bills a lot of confidence going forward. Yeah, uh, you would have figured, and I think a lot of the predictions coming into the game probably saw, you know, the Patriots probably having their way with this team, you know. Figured Tom Brady was going to come out, his weapons were going to do their thing, and, and points were going to be put up uh, on the Patriots' side. But, you know, just field goals after field goals after field goals. Guskowski was getting real busy tonight. And, you know, he did miss a 50-yarder during the game. But, you know, at one point, it was just field goals back and forth between these two teams. You know, Brady threw the ball 45 times, 29 completions, 324 yards, no touchdown uh, passes in this game, which is pretty surprising to me that the Patriots weren't able to crack the end zone at all. But, again, in my opinion, I feel like, uh, the Bills defense did a, a solid job. A lot of the times in the red zone, you know, they held up. They did not allow the Patriots uh, to to hit the end zone until that fourth quarter, fourth quarter where James Knight was James White was able to run it in. So I think I do give some credit to the Buffalo Bills. This is not the you know the Buffalo Bills post game show, but I still give some credit to what their defense was able to do. But obviously. Uh, like my dad always tells me, a dumb way, a dumb team always finds a way to lose. And uh, the Bills were in this game. You know, I don't think anybody really had any fear that Tom Brady and the New England Patriots would lose this game. But if you're just watching this game, the Bills, you know, were in it for the most part. And if they had maybe a better quarterback, some better, you know, offensive weapons, they could have really made this game interesting down to the end. But, you know, it was Tom Brady and the Patriots coming out on top against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo once again. So let's get to the numbers, Mike. You know, Tom Brady, pretty okay game. Wasn't a great game from Brady. He missed a lot of throws out there. Um, one thing I noticed from Brady, Mike, he wasn't really stepping into his throws, really. I saw him really – and I've been seeing this for the past couple of weeks where he's just floating the ball out there. So this that's just something to look out for. But 29 for 45 yard, um, attempts, 324 yards, no touchdowns, no interception. But when Brady needed to get the ball moving, he did. You saw the big block that he, he had when um, I believe it was Edelman 
who was yes. going with to the jet sweep. He had a great block there. He got the eight-yard rushing yards to get the first down. So Brady was still out there fighting. He still had the jets out there, but no touchdowns. Missed a couple throws down late. Corderell Patterson, he was your featured back. Unbelievable. Not Barner. See, before this game, Mike, I tweeted, Barner, Kenyon Barner was going to have a Jonas Gray night. Four touchdown <laughs> night. Boy, was I wrong. Barner ended up the game with two carries, four yards. That's it. You know, <laughs> it was the Cordell Patterson show, just Cordero, like you said. Cordero Who would have ever thought Ten carries. that he would be the leading, you know, ball carrier, leading running back, you know, for the Patriots offense? I never saw that coming in a million years. And, I mean, obviously he didn't have any crazy stats, like we just said, 10 carries, 38 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. But that's not bad for a guy who is he's, he's not a running back. A six-two wide receiver he's, going out there. He's not a running back, but you know when his number was called upon, and this is something that you've seen from the Patriots over the years. You know, as as long as Bill Belichick has been the uh, the head coach of the team, they've always sometimes put guys in positions where you know that's not their main position. You know, I think the one uh, time period I'll, all be, I'll always remember is seeing Troy Brown playing cornerback. Right. <laughs> Troy Brown, a wide receiver, you know, one of the greatest wide receivers in Patriots history, you know, playing in the secondary as a cornerback. So it not, it's not surprising. They'll do things like that. And here's another example, Cordell Patterson, 10 carries, 38 uh, rushing yards. So, you know, it's not surprising. And most of the time, as we've seen over the years with the Patriots, they find success when they do things like that. So Patriots love versatility, and they got a versatile guy here in Cordell Patterson. Oh, yeah, I wasn't mad at it at all that Cordero Patterson, you know, he it wasn't like he carried big yards, but he had that one big uh, run for 22 yards, and that's what you bring him in there. Excuse me. That's what you're bringing him in there for, to get those plays where he can, you know, break one out because we've seen it over and over again with this guy. James White was second with eight carries for 16 yards. He got that last touchdown in the fourth quarter. But you know James White, man, when he does it, he does it through the air. Ten receptions, 79 yards. Mr. Consistent, James mm. White. I'm telling you, if there has to be a Patriots MVP, oh, yeah, I'm taking James White. Absolutely. Obviously, Tom Brady's the guy passing him the ball. But, you know, if this guy doesn't catch the ball first and foremost and then you know, they call him sweet feet for a reason. He's able to make moves. He's very elusive, and, and guys are missing when they try to tackle him. You know, he's catching the ball and picking up the yards after reception. James White, in my opinion, is has been the Patriots' MVP so far. Um, and as long as he's healthy, I see no reason for him to slow down and, and, and not continue to produce the way he's producing. I think you might have said this last show. But you're probably looking at a Pro Bowl selection Definitely. for James White. Definitely. This is probably the year for him to make that leap and be really seen on, on the big stage as one of the guys who's had an amazing season. So I think that's definitely something down the line for James White for sure. And, you know, the last offensive player that we should honestly talk about that needs to be mentioned is Julian Edelman. Absolutely. Nine receptions, 104 yards. This is – this. That's rare from Edelman, even in his heyday, to get 100, 100 plus yards is not something you see often from Edelman, but he made big plays over big plays when needed the most. Brady was looking for him and found him second in targets with 10, next to James White, 13. Julian Edelman, man, this was his game. This was the game you finally saw him back, you know, 
he was causing he was causing a lot of separation against the, the the defenders out there, and he was moving moving the chains, and that's what you like to see from Julian Edelman. You know, there's a speaking of receivers, there's a lot of rumors out there that the Patriots are looking to bring in another receiver, whether it be maybe a Demarius Thomas or a Golden Tate that Dream Bill just mentioned. So, and you ask yourself why? You know why? Why I'm would asking they, why? Why would sure they? Am. You got you got Josh Gordon. You you have Edelman, Hogan's in there. He had a decent Dorset game. Dorsett still Dorset, Dorset, you, ha you have the depth there, but maybe Patriots think they need more. They they need more. These guys are not causing separation as much as they would like. Hogan, I mean, this guy just fell from the depth charts. I know he had a big catch um, behind the shoulder catch, which was really good from him. Two receptions, two targets, forty nine yards, just. Maybe adding another another key guy into this offense. You know, Mike, they mentioned DT. Now, I don't want to get sidetracked from this game, but quickly, since it got brought up. They mentioned DT and they mentioned Golden Tate. Out of those two receivers, who do you like and who do you see fitting in this Patriots system? I always feel like if you could give Tom Brady another deep threat, go ahead and do it. You know the guys like Edelman and, and James White and maybe even Dorsett if he's there, they'll they can line up in a slot and do the things and catch those little short, you know, five to seven yard, you know, catches and, and get busy that way. But I think Tom Brady has proved obviously he may be not as accurate as he once was or whatever the case may be, but for the most part, he still has one of the better arms in the league. And we've seen a couple of times Josh Gordon can get down the field and make big plays happen. Why not give Tom Brady two guys? Obviously, Gronk's there as well, and he can do that. But, you know, Gronk has not been fully involved or the same old Gronk that we've seen over the years, whether that's just injury or opportunity, whatever the case may Correct. be. Eight, a, eight targets this game, only three receptions. So. so whatever the case may be with Gronk, you know, that's another uh, discussion we can have. But if you have a lineup of, for example, Demarius Thomas on right. one side, Josh Gordon on the other side, Julian Edelman in the slot, Gronk lined up at, at tight end, it's, it's, and James White it's, it's, in the it's back duty to see. ready to, to roll out and do his thing. You know, that's options right there. One of those guys are going to be open. The safety is going to be on Gronk. You know, the other safety is going to have to worry about Demarius Thomas or Josh Gordon. Somebody's going to have one-on-one -on -one coverage. So I've said this over the years, two things – that the Patriots need to continue giving Brady as he continues to age. First and foremost, great protection, which he's had for the most part throughout the course we of the season. we got to talk about that this game, though. This game is was kind of up and down. He, he took a couple big hits there. But for the majority of the season, I think Brady's had solid protection. And then second thing that Brady should continue to have as he gets older is great receiving options and weapons. Because say his arm starts to really deteriorate. You need him to have guys who can say, hey, Brady, just put it up there and I'll go get it for you and I'll make things happen. So I know DT's getting up there in age, but hey. Right. So I'll I'll do the opposite. I like I like Golden Tate over over DT. If we, if we just, you know, spitballing the two names that mm -hmm. that have been rumored. Golden Tate is a guy who causes separation. He's a guy who can get the ball in the middle and make plays. He can make big plays. And Brady, let's let's be front, let's be real here. He can't throw the ball as deep as he used to, as accurate as he used to. It's just not an accurate ball anymore. Golden Tate's a guy that you don't need to throw it down 50 yards, but he's he's sort of like an Edelman. 
you know, Edelman like where you give him a you give him a ball in the screen or you give him a quick slant, he can make things happen. He gets that yak yards yards after catch, and he's really good at that. You give Brady another weapon like that, man, you're always going down, always going downfield. And he's another guy where you can do gadget plays, you can do the screens, you can do the jet sweeps that you do with Edelman and such. So I would love to see a golden tape. But we're just spitting balling. We'll, we don't know what this team will look like next week, but we'll see. Got a lot of comments here, Mike. Let's Ooh, go. A lot rolling in. Let's go through a couple. Draconza said the Patriots have a game style where they play hard when it's necessary. We do what we need to make the playoffs and then go off. Expand necessary energy, not all your energy. Do you think, Mike, that this was a play down to the competition type of game where you know you have the bills? Already this commercials. Or before the game comes out, there's already commercials about Green Bay Packers game. You know, that's the game that when you looked at the season, oh, okay, you're circling, you're circling this one. You're facing Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Did they, as disciplined as this team is, did they overlook this Buffalo Bills defense? Because that Buffalo Bills team, because at times it looked like they were overwhelmed. I think it's human nature in any sport and for any athlete to. When you see on your calendar that you have, you know, opposition of lesser talent that's coming up, you know, you're probably, you know, not that you really want to, but it's just natural to maybe take the, your foot off the gas pedal just a little bit sometimes because you feel like, look, this is a light win. You know, right. we don't have to take much. I don't have to exert a lot of energy to really beat this team. So I do think that sometimes and probably in this game as well, the Patriots can suffer from that. They probably did suffer from that because the fact that they went the first uh, three quarters just all off of field goals. I do think, you know, Bills played some solid defense. They put some pressure on Brady. But at the same time, I think, say this game was happening in, in the divisional round of the playoffs, Brady's putting up a couple touchdown passes on the Buffalo Bills. So I do think that did happen a little bit in this game. Uh, obviously, they did what they needed to do and get the win. But, you know, I think, like you said, their circle, their calendar is circled for that that showdown with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay coming up. So let's take let's take a quick a quick break off of this game. You know, Clifton gave us a great segue. Sup, Mike and Marv. Sup, Mike and Marv. Sup, Pat's Nation. Shout out to the new World Series champs, the World Boston Red Sox. Duck votes. Here we come, Mike. I know, I know you as a huge Red Sox fan. This this was a special moment. This is a special moment for you and Boston. What do you got to say? Hey, man, I know the, the Boston sports has seen a lot of championships over the years. I think 11 now, you know, since 2000. Spoil, spoil, spoil. I, I will never take a championship win for granted. You know, there are other cities, nations, uh, teams, whatever, that don't get to see, you know, winning teams. They don't know what it feels like. So the fact that I can sit down you know, almost every single year since the year 2000 and see a championship is truly amazing. Kudos, congratulations to the Red Sox. Oh, I, yeah. do, will, I do want to say one thing. They got the MVP wrong. MVP should not have been Red Pierce. Sox beat. You know, it shouldn't have been Pierce. Right here, number 24, David Price should have been the World Series MVP. He took his name out of a lot of people's mouths and pitched sure did. Happy solid. For that. Happy for that guy. You know, there was a lot of question marks. Was, is this the closeout game? Why aren't the Why aren't the Red Sox? Sorry, going with Chris Sale to close it out. Hey man, you got David Price to bring you through the game. 
and you got Chris Sale to shut it down in the ninth. So I think it should have been Price, but at the end of the day, I'm still happy with the World Series win. Congratulations, Boston Red Sox. Definitely. Moving on to the comments. Ryan Mooney, just from the eye test. Edelman, Hogan, Brady, Gronk, and some of the vets on the defense just look a little rusty to me. I can't pinpoint, but it looks that way. I mean, during early in the season, I can definitely attest to that. They they look slow, especially Edelman looks slow. Gronk, we've had questions about that. Brady, he hasn't had his best season this year. It hasn't been his best season. I think he can be better. I don't think he's shown a decline. I think he can be, just be better as in play. The defensive guys, yes, you know, there's been games where your captain, Devin McCourty, has looked super slow. We'll talk about him a little bit later today because <laughs> as slow as he looked, he was just as fast tonight. But, um, yeah, the Patriots are not all there yet, but yet they sit 6-2 and two in a good spot in the AFC, and I think they are definitely going to get better. Um, Clifton says the defense was the shine tonight and the Patriots won the turnover battle. Finally, finally, the defense really stepped up. I mean, can you really put much weight on this game when you're facing Derek Anderson, a guy who was <laughs> golfing the last couple of weeks, was playing golf. You got LaShawn McCoy, who's getting direct snaps for the most of the first quarter. That first quarter was wild. I don't that, know what I'm That wildcat, they remind me of when the Dolphins try to catch the Patriots off guard. They did so many wildcat. The first quarter was why, yo, they, they gave them everything in the playbook. But yeah, you can't really say too much about this defense when about this defense when the opposing team was doing wildcat seven out of eight plays to start off the game, you know. Calvin Noor, yes, he looked good. Claiborne got the, uh, finally got a sack that someone mentioned earlier. I mean, the defense looked great out there. McCourty, 84-yard touchdown return. Beautiful, beautiful interception. Yeah. And the, Gilmore, I know he got beat sometimes by Kelvin Benjamin, but I thought the he was there. Coverage was there. Benjamin's just a big guy, and I thought Gilmore played pretty well. Jason McCourty didn't play, didn't have a bad game at, at all. So, Yes, the defense looked good, but they were supposed to look good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm going to sit here and go all crazy and up in arms and wild over the fact that they held the Buffalo Bills to six points. You're the New England Patriots. You're supposed to shut down the Buffalo right. Bills. If you're talking fantasy football, I, I believe there's probably a lot of guys out there who probably picked up the Patriots defense and played them this week because they're facing the Bills. So, did you? Sure did. What a guy. <laughs> and I definitely won this week. In that league. So, you know, <laughs> the Patriots did what they're supposed to do in shutting down the Buffalo Bills. Now, obviously, you want to take a performance like this and carry it over into next week. And if you right. can play the same way against the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, you know, now you're showing me something. Now you're really talking about being a, a defense to be reckoned with. So, yes, you beat the Buffalo Bills 25 to 6. Congratulations. Another win on the season. But when you start having a performance like this defensively against the elite teams or elite quarterbacks, the elite playmakers in the league, then you can really make a statement and say, all right, well, the New England Patriots defense, we're here to be reckoned with. So let's see if they can do it again, Marv. I think that's what it boils down to. Let's see if they can do it again. Kate Leach says, Sony was at practice. Is he going to be back for the Green Bay game? Great question, Kate. I, I think it's a good sign. It's a very good sign to see that he was in practice, obviously limited, but they weren't going to play him against Buffalo. Even if, even if he was, you know, 
75%. (laughs) They weren't going to play him against Buffalo. But clearly, you need him. 76 yards total rushing, and that came from like seven players. Barner, Brady, Edelman, White, Patterson. You know, Sonny Michelle is your guy that runs the ball. And without him, you're going to have a real tough time. You're going to have a real tough time against Green Bay. You saw how this offense stalled. Yes, Buffalo Bills, let's give them their credit. They played great defense. But the offense stalled on first downs and second downs when you weren't able to just rush it up the middle with uh, Sony Michelle because James White's not that elite runner. Cordero Patterson is not a running back. Not a good guy. Barner, we figured out he's not the guy. <laughs> two two yards is not going to do it. Yep. So, you know, Brady had more rushing yards than Barner this game sad <laughs> so let's 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 be real sony michelle's gonna be huge if he's healthy you know the fact that they didn't go out and get a running back is a big sign that he he should be okay to play against green bay yeah i agree 100 percent. you know the fact that they didn't go out and say all right let's bring this guy in let's work a guy out i don't even think they brought somebody in to work out or anything nothing they just rolled with who they had and the game came up tonight against uh the bills and they just say hey cordell patterson Probably going to need you to have these couple of carries and do your thing. So they must feel really good about where Sony Michelle is at with his injury and how he's recovering and progressing. And I do agree. I think he'll be possibly, he most likely will be back uh, for that Green Bay Packers game. You know, they dodged a major bullet. Again, just with Man. the eye test, it looked like, oh, Sony Michelle's probably done for the year. It didn't look good. He didn't look good once he got up from it, limped over to the sidelines. I think he got carted off the field to the locker room. I think I could be wrong. Um, but the fact that he practiced this week, you know, he's probably on the sidelines sharing his guys on. Um, so it's um, a real good sign for him to play. Sign and you to need him. Exactly. Especially not only just for the Green Bay game, but uh, for the long run. If you have the weapons that you have, you know, in wide receivers, tight end, Gronk's still there. And then you can get that combination of Sony Michelle and James White. I think this, we have so many different nicknames come up for those guys, right. lightning and thunder, whatever the case may be. You need everybody clicking on all cylinders if you want to, you know, really take this somewhere throughout the course of the season. So now, you know, let's talk. Let's move on from this stinker, okay? 25 to 6, mostly defensive game. Brady, James White gets the only touchdown really for this game and um, Devin McCourty. You look forward into next week where you have Green Bay. This is going to be another big primetime Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Listen, you, 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 we've all, okay. we all know. We all, yeah. we all know Aaron Rodgers is a beast. Yeah. He's a monster, and he's got weapons. He's got weapons on the offense, and you're going to really need your corners now to really step up. That was when the J.C. Jacksons. But Jonathan Jones, Eric Rowe, who didn't play today, these guys are going to need to be big because Green Bay has weapons, Mike. You, they have Cobb. They have um, Devontae Adams. Gilmore, this is going to be his big test big right test, here. Yeah. Big test, Devontae Adams. Now they brought in some of the young guys who are balling, St. Brown, um, Marcus Valdez-Scanton, something like that. Marquez Valdez, excuse me. So they got weapons there, and now Aaron Aaron Jones, excuse me, their running back, he's starting to get a lot more playing time. So he's been playing very well. Even McCourty will be put to the test dealing with Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, that's a, another guy that you can't sleep on. Exactly. You know, Patrick Chung's going to need to step up as well. Patrick Chung as well, yeah. So this Green Bay offense is going to wear you out. 
what is your offense going to do now? What is Because this could possibly be another shootout what we saw against Kansas City where it's just both defenses are just okay, but the offense is going to need to step up. We know for damn sure the offense is going to need to play better than it did um, tonight. tonight. Yeah, Josh McDaniel is going to have to have a better game than he had tonight, and maybe that had to do with Sony Michelle not being played. But what would you like to see from this offense going into next week? I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to come out slinging the football, slinging it. You know, don't don't get it twisted. You know, there the conversation of who's the better quarterback. Brady and Rodgers won't say it, but it's in their mind somewhere. You got Michael Jordan making commercials about it. I it's think, more in Rodgers' mind then. Which is yeah. why Aaron Rodgers is going to come out <laughs> the game slinging the football and showing, look, I'm coming up to Foxborough right. against Tom Brady, and I'm trying to sling for 400 yards and maybe four touchdown passes. I think that's Aaron Rodgers' mindset. And I think nobody here is going to doubt the fact that he can he can damn well do that. He's very capable of playing that type of game and putting up those numbers. So Tom Brady got to do the same thing. Must. It's a must. Now, is a shootout something that the Patriots want? You know, you have a defensive performance like you had against the Bills, which we just discussed. You know, you want to kind of continue to carry that over. But this is not going to be a walk in the park with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. The defense has been shaky, shaky, shaky all season. We discussed on the round table recently how, you know, the defense, they, they've they lived by the motto, bend, not break, but they've been doing a lot of breaking been, been throughout the course of the season. Been Who's to say this game against Green Bay is not one where they break a lot? And if, it's, if it happens, it's going to suck, but it's going to be like, damn, they go Aaron Rodgers again doing his thing. Right. So I think what it boils down to is it's – a shootout is what it's looking like because I feel like Brady would have it has will have no problem putting up points against Green Bay's defense and Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's a bad man. That's something Stephen A. Smith right. says all the that time. That's a bad, bad man. man. So shootout is what I'm looking at, and you know the big narrative is going to be who's the better quarterback, who's going to have the better game, and this is the matchup that we have all always look forward to seeing. You know. I think a lot of people hoped and wish it happened on the biggest stage of them all, the Super Bowl. Maybe it will happen one day, maybe not, who knows, but you do, and you will get it Sunday night in Foxborough. So so I've been wrong many times, Mike, and I was wrong <laughs> today. You know, I said Barner. I came out on a limb, said Barner was going to have one of those Jonas Gray games. And I'm going to tell you, Mike, I was wrong again for another reason. I thought this was going to be Josh Gordon's coming out party. I thought this was the game where you can really, you know, test the waters a little bit against this Buffalo Bills defense. And listen, he had Tredavious White on him. Really good, respectable corner. Um, as we know, he had history with Gronk last year. But respectable corner, pro bowler. Josh Gordon should beat Tredavious White in a matchup one-on-one. When you look at when you look at it, Monterey Monterey, Gordon versus Tredavious White, I think most people would say Josh Gordon will get the better of the size, the speed of who he is, Tom Brady as your quarterback. Tredavious White got the better of Josh Gordon in this game. Let's do the eye test. We can go through the numbers. Gordon had four receptions for 42 yards on, excuse me, six targets. So early on, 
Brady was targeting Gordon. You know, they, he was trying to find it, but Gordon couldn't separate or they, were, they weren't connecting on a couple of passes. And Davis Wright was on him, just on him 24-7. Brady, to a point, Brady just stopped throwing to him in the second half at a point. It was a little disappointing to see that Gordon couldn't take advantage of that matchup. You brought in Gordon to be this special receiver, you know, this down the field special receiver. I'm not saying that he's not going to be. He's shown flashes and he's been great so far until whatever happened today where we thought he was going to get benched and then he didn't get benched. That's, uh, that, that's very weird. We'll <laughs> see what happens through post-game conferences and things like that. But he's been great so far. You know, Brady's loved him. She's given him targets, six targets, plenty. But I was disappointed in his showing today, tonight. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want to see Gordon continue to ride the wave and, and increase and, and produce the way he has been over the last couple of weeks. I think uh, everybody wants to see that. But, you know, I think over the course of the season, I'm taking out of all the extracurricular things of him, you know, possibly being benched or being late for the bus or whatever the case may be. You know, I do think just over the course of the season, sometimes – Guys do have bad games. Was this a bad game for Josh Gordon? Yeah. Was he probably somewhat shut down by the opposing cornerback? Yeah, he sure was. Um, do I feel like, oh, no, Josh Gordon is he's, now he's starting to decline. He's not that big-time target that, you know, we thought he was going to be off of this game. I won't believe any of that. I think Josh Gordon will be just fine as long as he keeps staying in line with what right. the Patriots look and expect. He's got him. one strike. He's got one strike. You know, obviously there's a magnifying glass on everything mm -hmm. he does uh, uh, now that he's in New England. Um, and I think he's walked a pretty fine line up until this point where whatever happened recently with being late, whatever the case may be. Hopefully it's not a trend in the wrong direction because everything before this incident has been great for him. I think it just would chalk today up as a bad game for Josh Gordon. And I do expect him to bounce back, whether it be next week or in another big matchup later on in the season, I think Josh Gordon will be just fine. There's a lot of mouths to feed, you know. Right. And he's getting, but he's getting his fair and share. He's getting his, he's fair, getting share. his fair share. I think, you know, on another team, as long as everything's going well for him, he's top target getting, you know, ten plus targets a game or something like that. But there's a lot of mouths to feed in in, in the on the Patriots offense. So he'll have games where he's eating and he's going off, and he might have a game like today where yes. The defense might play a part in it, or he's just, you know, Brady's looking another way. And today was really Edelman and James White, you know, really moving the change and making things happen down the field. So I won't stress too much about it with Gordon. You know, a lot of people are talking about this trade deadline, Mike, that's coming up. Mm -hmm. You know, Dreamville mentioned how the team could look totally different next week. You, you, we just don't know. That's very true. Um, who knows, Hightower might be gone tomorrow. We might have Jamie Collins back by tomorrow. It's, there's a lot of possibilities, Mike. Um, Clifton brought up, who would you guys like to see in the tread the deadline? He would like who'd see, who'd like to see Emmanuel Sanders, maybe Larry Fitzgerald, Deshaun Jackson, Bruce Irvin. I mean, all those names are possibilities. From what I've read, from what I've heard, Pages done hit up all every single team in the NFL. <laughs> just see, you know, just seeing who's tires. Yeah, just seeing what's out there, who's available, what can they get. I would not be surprised if the trade deadline that ends at 2 p.m. tomorrow, Pages do nothing. It's just, you know, they're just testing this because that's what they do. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if they do make a trade because 
if there's one team that makes trades around the trade deadline, it is the New England Patriots. I mean, just last week, this name is not getting brought up no more, but just like last week, Patrick Peterson was a guy that everyone was talking about. Who knows the Patriots don't revisit that tomorrow morning and just see. It could be another situation like a keep to leave when he came in came in and during the trade deadline when the secondary was struggling and he helped change that whole defense up brought his attitude patrick peterson is still a great corner in this league so and then larry fitzgerald his name's been tied with new england for maybe what now. for five six years i don't think he's going anywhere he doesn't want to go he anywhere. doesn't want to go anywhere he's, he found that leadership role in arizona i don't think they i don't think arizona would do that to him to trade them, even though I mean, New England wouldn't be. It's not like you're punishing him trading into New England, but who knows? All those names that you mentioned, Clifton, are possibilities. Yeah, I feel like you know, if there are moves to be made for the Patriots, I just hopefully want to see it done on the defensive side of the football. You know, I think offensively, in my opinion, you know, the list off the names Sanders, Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate, I think offensively, the Patriots are solid right now as long as we have everyone healthy they're good to go moves can be made defensively to help you know the secondary out or bring in another pass rush or whatever the case may be um but all remains to be seen so i understand i get it wide receiver is so weird but then again i understand it beginning of the year mike we have five running backs <laughs> five running backs once sony michelle got hurt last week you panic because you have no more running backs. Yeah, it, it, you lose If you lose Josh Gordon, right, you don't make any trades, you lose Josh Gordon, you go back to the offense of being Edelman, Hogan, and um, the, Philip Dorsett. Then you start scratching your head a little bit like, oh, this offense looks a little different than when you had Josh Gordon. So bringing in another guy to solidify that offense, I wouldn't be mad at it. Of course, the defense is the key. That's been the major issue, even after tonight. Defense has been an issue, whether it's the secondary. A lot of people talking about um, pass rushing needs to be another thing they need to focus on. Bruce Irvin, maybe you give him a call. Gruden trading everybody. He might, as well, he, might, he might ship us something as well. So test the waters. See what's going on. I, I, I even heard Odell. Whoa. I, I even heard Odell. I'm, just, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Bill Belichick's just saying, hey, I, I What's up? Him. Hey, I see him, you know, I see him on ESPN. Don't like his quarterback. We got a quarterback. Marv heard Odell Beckham. I heard Odell. Up for the table. Don't shoot the messenger. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Hey, Clifton over here saying Mike Evans at Tampa Bay. Wow. Please and thank you. <laughs> Ryan Mooney. Go to you. It's late. It's late, Ryan. I get it. I get it. You're tired. You don't know what you're saying right now. Ah, like that. <laughs> he doesn't know you what do, he's saying. Hey. Matthew Slater is a Hall of Famer. Oh my God. A leader on this team. I will walk off right now. He's a pro bowler. Ryan Mooney said, Mark, another Matthew Slater on the team. I feel oh, you, Ryan. Oh, yeah. I feel you, Hell Ryan. Hell no. What do you need? What, what do we need another cheerleader for? Uh, he's a pro bowler. Oh, team captain. You bring in another Matthew Slater. What is he going to do? Team captain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, Look, pick heads and tails. We oh, need another guy goodness. to pick heads and tails. Ryan, Please. I'm with you, man. Matthew Slater Please. doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's he's a he doesn't man. get the credit he deserves. He gets so much credit. There's a that guy. That guy got more commercials than Tom Brady. When when the time comes, 
Patriots place is going to be packed <laughs> for the Hall of Fame ceremony. I'm telling oh, you, my packed God. the whole stairs, everything packed up. Oh, boy. Cars jam-packed. All I see line. Matthew Slater do is pick heads and tails and say, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. With that being said, let's get to the stars and stories of it. the show. Let's get it. Swing your stars and stories our way. You know, let us know. I know what you messed up with me, Ryan. I know, I know, I know you couldn't be that tired. Let you let us know what you think, who you think could be a star or sorry of the game. I got two guys already that I'm gonna shoot up there. Mike, I think we got the same two guys. Probably we got most the same likely. two guys. Let's this so let's get right into it. James White, Julian Edelman. Definitely, wow. Definitely. Tom Brady needed some guys to rely upon to move the chains to get down the field. And those are the guys to do it. You know, obviously. All the yards they picked up didn't lead to much but field goals, but, right. you know, they still Move made the plays chains. happen. Move change. Edelman, nine receptions, 104 yards on 10 targets. James White, 10 receptions, 79 yards. He did carry the ball for eight eight times for 15 yards and a touchdown. So those are the guys that are really doing the most damage for the Patriots offensively. I got to give those two a shout-out. Solid game, huge parts of the offense, probably Brady's two Favorite targets that he well, has on absolutely. the team that probably has the most trust out of anybody else. Absolutely. So you got to give credit where credit is due to uh, Julian Edelman, James White, star of the game. Star of the me. game. Um, also, you know, got to give a shout out to McCordy. Whew. That that I'm interception, that speed. The, the McCordy's got some. <laughs> might have been hurt the last couple of weeks. Something might have been wrong. Because the way he put on them jets. No, he was out. I didn't, he didn't have that before these last couple of weeks. It did not look – he was so fast, it didn't look like it was 85 yards. It didn't he, look like maybe a 50-yarder. So, definitely. But, Mike, when there's the good, there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show right here, we tell you – Sorry. Who can we go with with the sorry? Let's see if we got any comments coming out here. I got a sorry. Oh, you got a sorry. I got a couple sorry. All right. Let us know, Mike. You're a backup quarterback to a team, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. First of all, the rookie comes and takes your job. All right, cool. Rookie, they drafted him first round pick. Cool. Understandable. I throw like maybe 10 picks, two, two touchdowns. So I'm no good anyways. Fine. But then the rookie gets hurt. So you're next in line. So you're probably getting ready. You know, oh boy, this is my chance. Nobody else. You probably even, you know, you check the free agency just to see who's around. Oh, okay. Oh, they're not going to get Kaepernick. We know that. Okay. No, none of these guys. It's, you go in and you see a guy named Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson was getting ready for the PGA Tour. Mike, what's that? That's golf. Is that football, Mike? I don't know if this guy had thrown a football in the last. He, he hasn't touched. Uh, his, his kids. Don't remember him playing football. My goodness. They're, 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 they're Tiger Woods fans. They've been, they've been watching PGA. Derek Anderson takes your job. Mind you, when Derek Anderson was a backup quarterback in the league, he wasn't a good one. Sure wasn't. He wasn't a great quarterback. He never sure did nothing not. spectacular. 35 years old, too, Mike. 35. Comes in and starts for two weeks. Has a stinker against the against the Patriots. He's Derek Anderson so bad he wasn't even getting direct snaps in the first quarter. <laughs> I've seen everyone touch the ball other than Derek Anderson. Never seen that from a starting quarterback. <laughs> Lashawn McCoy was a damn quarterback for God's sakes. 
but yet you can't get on the field until the game is done. You, you, you're, you're the guy to kneel it. And I thought when he got in with like 40 seconds left, my, I thought he was going to throw an interception. I swear, I swear I did. Nathan Peterman, you are so sorry. I feel bad that they haven't cut you yet. That you're just there. You're, you're the mascot. You are the Buffalo Bills mascot. Jeez. So Nathan Peterman, for me, Mike, CLNS Patriots post game show. We're going to give you a big fat old sorry. Hey, man. It's a lot of sorries over there. Peterman sucks. <laughs> Derek Anderson sucks. The GM, stupid. Yeah. Because I don't know what kind of moves he's making over there. I mean, yes, he brought in Josh Allen to be the guy of the future, but unfortunately, that doesn't work out. And your two backups are trash. So. Yeah, it's just a, a a big old sorry situation. Bills going Bills. Bills going Bills, man. Bills going Bills. A dumb way going a dumb team is gonna find a way to lose. And lose is what they did tonight to the Patriots. So with that being said, shout out to their fans though. They were loud as hell. Oh yeah, they had their fans are great. I think that that was another thing about the mystique. You know. The great environment. Great environment. Yeah. Bring your, bring your family to the game. Hey, what you doing Monday night? Of course. You know, the ticket's probably, what, $20, $30? $20, yeah. Jeez. Got some money left over from the groceries. Let's go to the Bills game. Who, who do they put on the face of, of like, the tickets? I don't know. Gronk probably because he used to live there. <laughs> Gronk used to live there. Maybe just put Gronk in his high school jersey or something and say, hey, man, come see our former high school oh, athlete man. Oh, return Gronk, face Gronk's back. Homecoming. <laughs> Homecoming night. Tickets. That's, that's their, their, their game uh, planner when they give it out. Oh, man. It is what it is. But, yes, next week, Sunday night, right? Sunday night, Green Bay at home, which is huge. Yeah, which man. is huge. Big game. You know, Patriots are not too far away. You know, one loss. From the Kansas City Chiefs and AFC gets really interesting, really interesting. So, you know, Patriots got to keep winning these games to stay right there, you know, trying to be neck and neck with Kansas City or even overtake them as the top seed. So next win is, cru is crucial. You know, every win is crucial. So big matchup for sure. Green Bay Packers, New England Patriots, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Any final thoughts, Mar, before we get out of here? It's late. And once again, you guys rocked out with us on a late night. We've been looking forward to seeing you guys next week at a late night. Thank you for commenting, supporting the show. Um, you know you're going to be able to see us this week on Patriots Roundtable. The work never stops. Shout out to Big B's Damage Done. Signing out. This has been the Patriots Post Game Show, powered by CLNS Media, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for all Boston professional sports. See you guys next week.